Amen. Hold that Bible up. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind and a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise. He's worthy. Amen. Appreciate you guys being with us this weekend. Know that there's all kinds of stuff going on. And the boat races, we, you just want to hurry up and get right on down there so we'll get in here and get going. All right. Open your Bible, if you would. Go to Mark chapter 4. We're talking about discovering your glory. Realize that the glory of God is, is not a cloud. It's not angels' feathers floating in the, in the air. It's not gold dust on the chair when you get up. The glory of God is the manifestation, the full weight of his presence. His presence comes in and you can sense his presence, but when his glory shows up, there's a manifestation. It is the fruit hanging on the tree, right? Okay, so the, the, the manifestation is the fruit. The seed can produce the tree and the tree can produce the fruit. But until we get the fruit, we don't have the glory. The, the fruit is the glory of the seed and we need glory. Come on, guys, we need glory. You know, a lot of times, uh, it's just exactly what we're missing, is the manifestation of the promise of God. God's promise is fulfilled. That's glory. And we have been created and empowered by God to manifest the, the, the promises of God. And we live life, many times, we, we live life for years and years without having a manifestation. We're telling everybody about it. You know, we, we, isn't it kind of interesting? Think, think with me for just a minute. It's, it's interesting that we tell everybody, if you come to God, you're going to be happy. And then they watch us fight and bicker and argue and complain. And we say, you know, God's going to make your life better. And they hear us whine and complain and struggle and we're messed up. And, and you know what? That's not the end result that God can produce in your life, right? And, and if you are empowered, blessed, if you are blessed, you know, a lot of times we think the blessing is like a car, a boat, a house, some money. That's the result of the blessing. Blessing, the word blessing means uh, to be empowered to win or succeed in any given situation in life. You are empowered to win or succeed in every given situation in life. That's how Paul could say, uh, I am ready for and equal to anything through Christ who is infusing me with an inner strength. I've got in me what I need to deal with whatever I face. I'm not going to cave in, give up, and quit in the middle. Why? Because I know what the end is. God declared the end at the beginning, and when you know the end at the beginning, you're not stopping in the middle because things are getting tough. You realize, i got an end out here, right? So it's, it's kind of like, you know, really, it, it, there's a couple of things we've got to do in the church. we got to grow up. Amen. We're making a tape for people who aren't here, so don't take any of this personal. Okay. Um, but we got to grow up, you know, kind of get your big boy pants on. You know, you know it, we've had church. You know, I grew up in church my entire life, and they tried to teach us good manners and, and great behavior. And it, but that's, that's good, but it does not produce the victory that we've been called to walk in. I, I know people who've been in church almost every day. Okay, over Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Bible study, Thursday night, you know, prayer meeting, every, everything. They still bitter, angry people. Well, what good is it? You know, you know, it, where is the proof that your God is alive? I want some proof, right? Uh, well, I got some. Hello, somebody. So I got some. 
Man, you know, we, we, can, we, can, we can manifest some glory up in here now. Come on, somebody. Right? How can you say count it all joy when you face different tests and temptations and trials? Knowing this, knowing what? That the working of your faith, the trial of your faith worketh patience, and patience when it's done. It's going to produce the final outcome. You're going, to, you're going to have in your hand by sight, full weight manner. That's the, that's the glory. You're going to have in your hand, at the end, you're going to possess what you started off with only by faith. Right? You had it by faith at the, at the beginning, but by the time you get to the end, oh, I can show it. I can, I can let you hold it. You want to hold it? Come on, somebody. You, you know, hey, you know, the, the guys, we're, we're selling T-shirts right now. Guys, if you don't have your T-shirt, buy it. But, but here's the deal. I, you you got to have more than a T-shirt and a bumper sticker. Come on, man. We, we got a world that's, uh, you know, separated from God out here. Suffering humanity. They're hurting. They're bleeding. And, and you know, we got to give them a little bit more than a bumper sticker and a cross, you know, necklace. Man, I want, we, we want to be able to, to demonstrate to, to a city, to a family, to a community, to, to the world, the reality of God. He can change you from the inside out. You have to backslide to go to bed at night. You just be so excited about life. Not saying you're not going to have trouble. We are promised in this world there shall be tribulation. But be of good cheer. We've overcome that in Christ. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, you're a, you're a world overcomer. Amen. Mark chapter 4. Check it out. He said unto them, take heed what you hear. Everybody say, take heed. Take heed what you hear. That means be careful with what you hear. Give some care to what you hear. You know, don't just listen. Hear. The word hear, all the way through the Bible, the word hear means to understand. You know, and we've understood some things. Wrong. Hello? You know, a traditional understanding will rob you of the true potential of the power of the seed that's sown into the fertile soil of your heart. <laughs> A traditional understanding. Let, let me read you a scripture here. Um, Mark seven thirteen from the Amplified. You just have to write it down, but just listen. Uh, Thus you are nullifying and making void and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition, which you in turn hand on. And many things of this kind you're doing. You, you are nullifying and making void and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition. You know, traditional understandings can mess you up. Uh, you know, growing up in the church, I remember being taught uh, the three answers to prayer. Yes, no, and later. You know, any of you guys ever, were you taught that? Yes, no, and later. The three answers to prayer. The only problem is, is that when you study the Word of God, that's not what it says. Now, it sounds nice. And it'll make you feel a little bit better, I guess. It, it might be comforting if, if you're asking for something and ain't getting it. Well... Well, you know, really, biblically, the only reason that you would pray a prayer and it would not be answered, the Bible says that you ask and receive not because you ask amiss to consume it upon your own lust. So that should be an indicator that you're no longer in agreement with the Word of God. If you're praying a prayer and ain't, and ain't doing nothing, then you need to get in agreement with the Word of God. Remember, Mike, can, can we just, I know it's express, and I know i got to hurry. So I might talk kind of fast. Um, please, just, I'm doing this for you. Okay, uh, I don't want you to be here all day, but I do want you to learn something. Okay, I want you to wrap your brain around some truth. Micah six eight. He has shown you, old man, what is good to to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God, to walk with God, walking with God. Can you? 
What an incredible invitation. God would say, I will walk with you in life. Psalms 118, the Lord is on my side. It doesn't mean he's on my team. He's on my side. When he steps, I'm stepping. I'm in step with God. Guys, that's great news. Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So in order to walk with God, I got to be in agreement with God. Right? When, when I'm in agreement with God, now God's right there. And the power of God. And man, you, can't be, you cannot hang around God and not be changed. So now I'm walking in agreement with God. The Bible says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Well, what does that have to do with being with God? Well, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, became flesh, and, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Hello? So I, I got the Word, right? And if you abide in me and my Word abides in you, ask anything you will, and it will be done unto you. Done. The Bible says that all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. So biblically, the only answer to prayer is Yes. You mean I can ask anything? No, well, no. See, if I'm walking with God, I'm in agreement with God. His word's in me. His word is changing me. All of a sudden, I stop asking for the stupid stuff I've been asking for, and I'm getting in agreement with the word of God. And, and, and if it's not producing, then I realize I might need to change my understanding. The Amplified Bible says in this verse, it says the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the amount of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. The level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. How much thought and study do we give to the truth we hear? The truth, that's the word of God that we hear. Have you given thought and study? Or are you just listening? See, it does not say in Romans ten seventeen that faith cometh by listening and listening to the word of God. It says faith cometh by hearing, understanding, and understanding by the word of God. How am I going to, I got to hear the word to understand it. And, and the more I understand it, the more it's going to be given to me. The more understanding I'm going to have. You start getting to the Word of God. You start, uh, the eyes of your understanding are enlightening. All of a sudden, you start seeing how different things connect together. And it, it's, it's like a, the pieces of a puzzle. And as those pieces are put in there, pretty soon you're seeing the whole picture laid out there in front of you. And you, whoa, this is pretty cool. I got to tell you something, man. God's Word is off the chain. Totally, totally awesome. To I mean, totally awesome. E every, every problem you have can be fixed by correcting your understanding. Having marital problems? Well, let's get in the Word of God and understand it. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, honor your husband. Children, obey your parents. You know what? It won't be long till you're going to see the outcome that God's word promises. What is, well, Isaiah 32, 18 says, My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. That's the end. That's a picture of the end. Well, if, if, you're, if your world is chaos, well, you need to start sowing the seed of that word and, and, and getting in alignment and agreement with that word until the end manifests. So now we've got some glory. See, but what, we, what we've got is, is a misunderstanding. Remember when, we, we, when, when our understanding about faith was believing. Belie well, if I believe, then I have faith. Well, faith is not only believing regardless of the circumstance. Faith is also obeying regardless of consequence. So with that understanding, now that changes everything I know about faith. Now it's not just believe, I believe, I, I believe, I believe, I believe. No, no, I obey, I obey, I obey. Why? Because when I do what he said, he produces what he promised. Every single time. 
if I'm not seeing the product or the end result, the production of the end result, then I got to go back and see what I'm doing or not doing in, in alignment with God's word. Right? The Bible says he declares the end at the beginning. Maybe if I sat down with God at the beginning of a thing, I wouldn't quit in the middle. But I'd continue all the way through to the end because I knew what the end was at the beginning. So when the middle got rough, I, I counted it joy. Why? Knowing this. Because I know something. See, tomorrow you can do some stuff you couldn't do yesterday because you're going to know something today that you didn't know yesterday. And once you know what you didn't know yesterday, you can do tomorrow what you couldn't do yesterday. Hello, somebody. Man, when you know what you didn't know, you can do what you couldn't do. You can touch what was untouchable. That which was impossible, tomorrow you're called done. Why? Because I got a word. Peter's getting out of the boat, walking on the water. Good Lord, somebody. What's he walking on? The word. One word, come. Gets out of the boat. All of a sudden, that which was liquid became solid. And he's, he's walking on water. Of course, he looked around and began to sink. That's the negativity of our society that would say, well, he sank. No, he did not sink. He began to sink. Read your book. He began to sink, and he went, Jesus. He did not go into some big old long honking prayer. Right? Help. Jesus. Immediately, Jesus was there. Got him back to the boat. How did he get back to the boat? Walked on water. Got him back to the boat. He says, oh, ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Little faith. Little faith. The dude just walked on water. Little faith? Well, what do we got? Little itty bitty bitty faith. <laughs> that word little does not mean puny in stature. It means puny in duration. So he had a short burst of faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? The word doubt means second thought. What he, what he literally said to him was, hey, you had a short burst of faith. Why would you give it a second thought? See, thoughts are really, 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 really important. Because the word you hear determines the thoughts you think. And the thoughts you think determines the emotions that you live by. Your emotions make your choices. Your choices build your habits. Your habits determine your character. And your character manifests in your final outcome. Got the wrong outcome? It's because you got the wrong character. Got the wrong character? It's because you have the wrong habits. Why do you have the wrong habits? Because you've been making the wrong choices. Why have you made the wrong choices? Because you have the wrong emotional input. Why do I have the wrong emotional input? Because you think wrong. Well, why do I think wrong? Because you heard the wrong word. Why would you give it a second thought? Second thought is the only power that has the ability to sink your faith. Second thought. Don't you know that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways? Well, where did I get a second thought? With the wrong understanding. Look, look at this. Take heed what you hear, what you understand. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured unto you. In other words, unto you that understand shall more understanding be given. Look at, look at verse 25. For he that hath understanding, to him shall be given understanding. And he that hath not understanding, from him shall be taken even the understanding which he has. See, if you don't really have confidence in your understanding, then the wind begins to blow and you go, I, I might be wrong. So now you got a second thought. Now you're sinking. Hello, somebody. How, how can I be so confident that what I know is right? Well, because I got the book. Right? I didn't write the book. But I, I can put my confidence in the book. And if he said it, his word will not return into him void without accomplishing the purpose that he set it forth to accomplish. 
But see, what we've done is we've used all kinds of understanding to define the Bible. But we have to use the Bible to define the Bible. If you use anything but the Bible to define the Bible, then you're going to have a wrong understanding. And if you have a wrong understanding, you're going to have wrong thoughts, which is going to have wrong emotions, which is going to make wrong choices, which is going to build wrong habits, which is going to build wrong character, which is going to produce a wrong outcome. So that's when you got chaos in the house and no hope of peace. And you're telling everybody around you, live like we do. And they're going, no, thank you. Because without God, many of them are doing a better job than we are with God. Wrong life. Come on, wrong. Well, you mean we're never going to have chaos in the home? Oh, yes, we are. We are pressed on every side, but not crushed. Struck down, but never struck out. Why? Oh, because we can remember what he said. Mark 4, 24, back up there just a minute. King James. Take heed what you hear. Be careful how you understand this. Be careful how you understand this. Be, look, at, look, you never say, be careful. If you're not careful, you'll end up with the wrong outcome. Now, we have some great news. James said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me and I'll answer thee. Dude, that's good news right there. God said, call me, I'll answer. I have friends that won't pick up. They got caller ID, I'll call him back later. God said, you call, I'll answer, and I'll show you great and mighty things which you knewest not. Amplified Bible says, I'll show you fenced-in things, hidden things, secret things, things you couldn't possibly know. God said, I, I want to disclose it, discover it. You know, I want you to discover it. You know, where we have a problem is we're under the impression we know everything. Hello? Since you know everything, you don't need to call God. Right? I, got I got this. I know what to do here. I, I know how to handle this. I've, I've been through all, I've seen this kind of stuff before. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. <laughs> death is not dead. Death is separated. So there's a way that seems right to you, but at the end you're separated from the final outcome that God declared at the beginning. Why? Because you did it your way. Haven't you read that my ways are not your ways, neither my thoughts your thoughts, for my ways are higher than your ways, saith the Lord. And if you're going to get God's way, you've got to have God's thoughts. How am I going to get God's thoughts? Remember, just go backwards. Thoughts. What's right in front of thoughts? Words. See, if you got Ethel Louise word, you're going to end up with Ethel Louise faith. And when you have Ethel Louise faith, you're going to have Ethel Louise's result. Well, Ethel Louise's result might not be the same thing as God's result. Why? Because her faith might not be God faith. Be careful what you hear. You realize how your ear works? You've got an inner ear and an outer ear, right? You, the inner ear and the outer ear. It, if you've never recorded your voice or you know somebody who's just, they haven't done that a lot, um, you know, I, I take my CDs and I listen to them and try to figure out how I can say what I'm saying better. And, uh, uh, 
and so I hear my voice recorded a lot, and I recognize my voice. It's kind of funny. Some people hear themselves recorded, and they say, "Do I? is that really me? Do I really sound like that? You know why? Because you're not used to hearing yourself with your outer ear. You're used to hearing your voice with your inner ear. Well, there is a much stronger link between your heart and your inner ear than there is between your heart and your outer ear. See, it, get, get this. Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you understand that your faith grows exponentially much greater when you're hearing with your inner ear than it does with your outer ear? That's why in Mark eleven twenty three he said, say three times and believe one time. Here, read that. Mark eleven twenty three. Check this out. In, in Mark eleven twenty two, he said, "Have faith in God." Uh, the original text there says, "Have God kind of faith." Have the God kind. Of, why? Well, because you need a God kind of result. Have God faith. I, I truly, I tell you, whosoever says to this mountain. Be thou thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that, but believes what he says will take place. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Believe one time, says three times. It's really important that you understand that you got to say what God said. That would be called agreement. How do I walk in God? By getting in agreement with God. If I'm in agreement with God, I'm going to say what God said. Jesus said, I don't say nothing that the Father didn't say first. I got You know what you got in your hands? See, you think it's a book. This is, this is a book comprised of 66 books. No, this is, this is 66 bags of seed. It, you know, the sower sowed the seed, and the seed was the Word of God. This Words are seeds, right? You got seeds. If a farmer had 55 ton of wheat seed in the barn, what kind of crop could he expect? None. Why? Because he's got 55 ton of seed in the barn. If you got 66 books of seed in your lap, what kind of outcome can you expect? None. Why? Because seed don't do any good in your lap. You got to sow this seed. How do I sow the seed? By saying. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. Amplified says flings forth. You're flinging seed. Pfft. Seed going out there. Think about it. You walk around and say, look at this mess. Man, this, man, everything's a mess. What do you end up with? Mess. Doesn't Proverbs say that there's power, the power of life and death are in the tongue? The power of life and death. Death and life. See, you, you, we, sometimes we often focus on, well, don't speak death. Oh, how about this? Speak life. Because no, life ain't going to happen unless you sow it either. Right? You got, you got to sow some seed. If you're going to get fruit... You, first, you've got to have the tree, right? And to get the tree, you've got to sow that seed. Well, if you ain't sowing a seed, you don't, ain't got the tree that can produce the fruit. Got to have seed. So you've you, you got to say his word. and You've got you to say it. You, you know what, what really is it, great for me because I get to preach three times every weekend, and I hear, you're hearing me with your outer ear. I hear me with my inner ear. I got a heart link, right, just like you do, with my inner ear. So when I'm saying it, oh, it, it's getting in my heart. And I got to tell you something. By this time on Monday, I am cranked up. I mean, I'm like out looking for a devil to fight. 
<laughs> I just thought of something I can't say. It is funny. It is funny, though. <laughs> you got you got to say it. Look at Proverbs 4. Verse 20. My son, ladies, you can be the son of God. Man, you're the bride of Christ. Equal deal there. My son, attend to my words. What are his words? Seeds that he's sown. Matter of fact, think, think about this. The word blessing means empowered to win or succeed, right? So how does God bless? With his words. Go, if, you, if you go, you know, if you want to study that out, go to Genesis 1 and, and start reading. And you find that, that God's got man in the garden. And the first thing he did was he blessed him and said. He blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, you know, take dominion. And said, his word, how does God bless words? His word is going to bless you. What does that mean? His word will empower you to win or succeed in every given situation in life. Without his word, without his word, good luck. With his word, you win. You win. My son, attend to my word. Attend. The word attend means to prick up your ear. You, you have a dog. You be messing around with somebody and you say, and it, hmm? what? Did it? A deer in the woods and it hears something, stops. It's pricking up its ears. What's it do? That, this is what you're doing when you're in the word of God and all of a sudden rhema starts to occur. What did that say? See, in 1980, they sent my father home to die with cancer. He had been through chemotherapy. He had been through radiation. They'd burn his heart in half. He had a tube up his nose to feed him. So weak, his head would fall over and have to reach up with his hand and push his head up, sitting in a chair. And they didn't send him home, you know, uh, for anything other than to get the family together and have a couple of days. And he's sitting in the chair one day reading that Bible, and he came to this verse, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my saying. Look at verse 21. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. And he went, huh? So he started reading that over and over and over again. My son attended to my words and climbed the ear to my saying. They are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Hmm. My son attended to my words. Climb thine ear to my saying. They are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. And you know, you know what he learned very quickly. He he was feeling pretty low, so it didn't take much before he's feeling. Little, I mean, just feel a little better, and he noticed. He called my called my mom in. Hey, come here. Listen to this. It says my son, attend to my words and incline thine ear to my sayings, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Wasn't long. He's feeling pretty good, sitting there in the chair. He started calling people up, inviting them over, so he could say these scriptures to them. What do you say to a guy that's got a few minutes left, and he says, "Could you please come over?" And you got to go. So here they are at the house, and he's telling them this. He's telling everybody he can find. He's getting them in there. It's not long till he's got fifty over 50 people on two different nights of the week, and he's preaching the same message. I'm not lying. Over and over and over and over again. And you know what's crazy is he's feeling better, and they're, they're getting understanding. He's sitting in the chair. Well, he ain't strong enough. He's got tubes. He's, you know, pretty soon they take out the tubes because he's eating. A few months down the road, he's standing behind a podium. Now people are coming and say it again. Say it again. 
Come on, Clayton, say it again. 20 years later, when he's planted a bunch of churches and invested a bunch of people in the ministry, hello, somebody, all because one day he went, what? What did that say? Didn't, even under, didn't really truly understand what was even happening. None of us did. But I'll tell you what, there was some fruit. We had some proof. It's really hard to say God doesn't heal when you're talking to a dead guy. Yeah, you'll never convince. Well, yeah, but I prayed for somebody and it didn't work. I've prayed for people and it didn't work either. What happened? We got missed some understanding somewhere, but I'm not, I'm not going to blame it on God. I refuse to say, well, I guess it might not be his will. Well, the Bible, Jesus said to somebody when they said, I know if it's your will that you heal me, Jesus answered the question. He said, it is. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. By his stripes ye were healed. Healing's his will. But you get some traditional understanding that says, well, it might, you know, it might be yes, it might be no, it might be later. Well, then you're going to sabotage your faith. Look, verse 23, we got that? Keep your heart. Guard, protect your heart. What's your heart? Your thoughts. Why? Because if you're thinking wrong, you're going to be choosing wrong. If you choose wrong, ain't going to be long. you got the wrong habit, and then you're going to have the wrong character, and you're going to have the wrong outcome. See, here's the deal. None of us like to say, hi, I have bad character. <laughs> you know, we just don't have that T-shirt yet. But, but it's not in stores. Coming to a store near you. But the fact is, is really, we, we, we should just admit it so we can quit it. Right? Here's counseling 101 for you. Admit it and quit it. You can't quit something you won't admit. So admit it. Okay, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Oh, oh, I just felt Jesus right there. <laughs> we all missed it. If I'm not seeing the production of the promise of God, it's not that he lied. It's that I've messed up somewhere. Why? Because when I do what he said, he produces what he promised every single time. So guard your heart. Out of it's coming the issues of life. None of you thinking wrong. Wrong outcome. If you're thinking wrong, wrong life. If your understanding is off. Here, if your understanding. If when they come up to receive the offering and you, the thoughts that go through your mind, here they come again just trying to get my money. Well, now your understanding's off. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. God's plan is to prosper you. The only reason that you're not prospering would be because you're outside of God's plan. If it's God's plan to prosper you and you're not prospering, it ain't because people are mean. It's not because somebody else got a break and you didn't. It's because you're outside God's plan. If you knew God's plan and you could walk in God's plan, get in agreement with God's plan, your life would prosper. Okay? God's plan is to prosper you. You got the seed right there in, the, in, in your lap. And, and not only do you have the seed, but in that book, it, there is the description of the climate that is required to cause that seed to grow. And it tells you what to do. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. But if your understanding's wrong, you, hello, somebody. If your understanding's wrong, then, then you're taking J.C. Penny's money, putting an offering basket, asking God to bless you for your lack of character with J.C. Penny's. 
give. You cannot give something you do not own. If you promise that to Visa, it ain't yours no more. Why do you think Visa is so blessed? Have you ever thought about it? How come credit card companies are so stinking filthy rich? Well, because people have given their money to churches all across America. So the harvest of that seed is going to Visa. <laughs> but if you took your seed, my seed, that's all I got left. If all you got left is five bucks, you might as well sow it. If it ain't your harvest, might as well call it your seed. But if your understanding is messed up, guys, hear me. Your future, your final outcome, messed up. Look at Joshua 1. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong. Why? Because this is going to get heavy. Be very courageous. Why? This is going to scare the P-wadden out of you. 365 times in your Bible it says, be, uh, be courageous, fear not, don't be dismayed. Why would God say fear not? Because it's going to get scary. You can lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Don't lean to your understanding. Why? Because if you lean on what the way you think, the way you feel, you're going to get messed up. Be courageous. Why? So that you may observe. The word observe means to see. So you've got to see it to do it. Now, I know I've got to be careful here because people get all weird when you start talking about seeing and, you know, and having, you know, you just close your eyes and imagine. Well, but I've got to tell you something, that when you see it in you, you're going to see it in you first. And when you see it in you, it won't be long until it manifests outside of you. My father sat in that chair. He was quoting that scripture. He, he, would, he preached it over and over and over and over and over and over and over to my mom. And then there were days that he would be physically under attack. And, and, and you know, after, you know, several days of being, doing real good, and then he, he, he would feel like he's sliding down. And he'd get frustrated and tired just like anybody else. And, and he'd just sit there in the pain. You, you, know, uh, you know, healing, you know, it's not necessarily miraculous. It's not instant. It's a process. And, and in that process, there were days, honestly, my father wanted to cave in, give up, and quit. And my mom would come into him and say, well, remember what you said. His word is, is life to those that find it and health to all your flesh. You said it was health. And he would close his eyes and picture himself getting up off his deathbed to beat her down. <laughs> He had to see it to seize it. You take that seed, you, you sow it into your spirit, into your heart. You know, what do you need? What do you need? Well, wouldn't you sow seed that would produce a fruit that you kind of needed? I, I, I mean, you know, uh, Al Ochoa was here last service, in, in, you know, potato farmer guy, and, and then not, not, not one time in all the years of farming did he walk out into the field to look at a crop and go, oh, my God, there's potatoes. He knew what he was sowing, right? What do you need? I need a job. Well, how about everything you set your hand to do will prosper? And they had a mind to work. Oh, if they didn't work, they didn't eat. Ah, God's going to position me to prosper. God is going to position me for success. God, and you sow that seed so much that when you close your eyes, you see yourself on the job, you know, successful. Then you'll see it out here in fruit. How do you see yourself now? Beat up from the street up. Well, it won't be long until that's manifested. 
What kind of seed you sowing? Be strong that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Don't turn from it to the right hand of the... Don't, don't turn from this word. Do not get off this word that you can prosper wherever you go. In other words, wherever this takes you, don't worry. You're going, you're, it's going to be okay. Look, look at verse 8. This book of the law, this book of seed shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Meditate, meditate over and over and over and over. See it. Study the word meditate. You know what you're going to find? You're going to find that you, you develop an image. Why? Because it's hard to hit a target that has not yet been defined. Really hard to know when you cross the finish line when you don't know where the finish line is. See, and that's what we see a lot of times in life. People running, running hard, running hard, man, running hard. Well, well how, far, how far you got to go? You know, I used to make fun of runners. I still do. Micah, uh, Pastor Micah, some of you know him. He's a great friend of mine. This dude runs 50-mile trail runs. 50 miles. <laughs> yeah, we ain't talking about flat or downhill. We're talking up the mountain. 50 crazy miles. And I, I'm, I, yeah, I, 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 I give him a bad time all the time. I'm like, how scared must you be to run 50 miles? Why don't you get your big boy pants on, turn around, face your fears? Yep. <laughs> Recently, he's, he's, you know, it's taken a, this, what, two years. He's been working on me to get into running. This, this week, I have, uh, I have 35 miles in this week running. Cool. Yeah. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. You try it. Uh, you just get out on the trail and run. Don't don't clap. Just throw money. Just just. Here's the deal, is that at the beginning of every run, I know where the finish line's at. When we leave Columbia Center Boulevard and run to Columbia Point to Anthony's and back, I know where the car's at. Trust me. It never leaves my mind. I know exactly where the keys are, right? If, if I'm running, Shelby's going to pick me up. I know where she's waiting. And by golly, she better not be 200 feet past where I told her to put the car. <laughs> you got to see it. Meditate day and night, day and night, from the beginning all the way to the end. From the beginning all the way to the end. In the good times, all the way through the bad, right to when you get it. Right to when you get it. Why? Look at this. Meditate there in day and night that you may observe to do. See, you can't do it until you see it. Can't do it until you see it. But now I got to see it in me and I'm beginning to see it in me. So now I can do it and produce it out here. That you may observe to do all this written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then thou shalt have good success. What's then? After you've put it so much in here, you see it in here. You got to get it in you. Come on, guys. I'm telling you, you can, you can, you can change everything. It, listen to me. We, we've got this. You, you know, there's, there's areas where, where we, we just, we, we got we to gotta, we gotta understand. We got this. This life that God's given, we got it. We, we, we can demonstrate Satan's defeat. We can humiliate hell. We can frustrate the powers of darkness. Why? Because I've got a seed of God in me incorruptible seed 
oh, there's days of disappointment and discouragement, but that's why you need people around you who can say, well, remember what you said. <laughs> so you can picture yourself rising up and beating them down. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at this. Deuteronomy 28. And close with this. Deuteronomy 28. You learning something? If, the amplified, if you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God. Well, the voice of the Lord, what is his voice going to be? Words. If you'll hear what he's saying, you will be blessed. Remember, how does God bless? Words. So if you hear what he says, what are you? Blessed. Why? Because his word will empower you to win or succeed in every given situation of life. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do, watchful, seeing to do. All his commandments, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. A nation of the earth. What is that? That is an authority or a power, a, dic a dictating authority. He said, you know what? There are some things in the world that are going to try to dictate your choices, but God will set you above all of that. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you and overtake you and overtake you. Be like you running out onto the field at Safeco, grabbing the ball and heading you know, towards the end zone. One of them dudes going to catch you and get you. Why? Because you're not in the same league they are. You're not in the same league, the blessing of God is. It'll overtake you. When you're doing what God's Word says to do, you can't help but watch the manifestation of the promises of God begin to occur. I promise you, I can walk through hell and come out smelling like a rose. Done it several times. You know what we learn when you're going through hell? You want to learn something when you're going through hell? All you need to remember is this. Don't stop. Okay, we've been through hell a few times. I know you have too. I've seen you there. Problem is, some of you guys camp in there. Pull up the tent stakes and keep moving, right? These blessings shall come upon you, and they shall overtake you, right? And overtake you. He's going to set you high. The blessing's going to overtake you. Blessed, you'll be in the city. Blessed, you'll be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the fruit of your ground, the fruit of your beast, the increase of your cattle, the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket. Blessed you shall be when you come in. Blessed you're going to be when you go out. Hello, somebody. Yeah, I don't care whether you're coming or going, whether you're standing or running. If you're, whatever you're doing, you're going to be empowered to win or succeed. Why? Because you've heard what he said. Oh, I heard that, Lord. Why? Because you're in the book. Why do you think your enemy wants to keep you so busy you ain't got time for this book? If I asked a question, did I already say this in this service? I don't think so either. If I asked the question, how many of you, be, and please don't respond, okay? This, uh, this is theoretical. If I asked the question, how many of you believe that reading the Bible is very beneficial, vital to Christian success? Hands would go up all over the room. If I asked the question, how many of you read the Bible every day, that the hands would be totally different. Why? Well, because the Bible says 
that if you are a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, you deceive yourself. So your understanding is that if you believe it, it's going to produce something. But you think believing is just thinking, oh, that's a nice thing to do. But every action is a manifestation of a belief. So if you do not read, listen to me, if you do not read the Bible every day, you do not believe that reading the Bible is vital to Christian success. Why? Because if you believed it, you'd be doing it. You understand me? I mean, you got to get, you know, be careful what your understanding is. So you think that if I think it's good, that that means I believe it. No, believe means you're doing it. So if you believe God's word, you do God's word. If you ain't doing his word, you don't really believe God's word. And the only part of God's word that works is the part you do. So if you ain't doing it, it can't produce, can it? So how could, would you, how could you go to God and say, how come you didn't do what you promised when you haven't done what he told you to do? See, as long as the enemy can keep you with a traditional understanding, well, if I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. And, you know, and everybody can believe whatever they want. Really? Well, you really, you can. You, you can believe whatever you want. But if you believe what he said, you'll get the results he promised. But you got to, if you believe what he said, you got to do what he said. Hello. So let me challenge you today. Get a passion to be aggressive, to develop your understanding. Hey, don't believe me. Do not, you do, I ain't God. If I was, I'd have all your stuff. Do you know how many people, millions of people have come to Jesus singing, I surrender all? If I was God, I'd beat you to your house and get your junk. Because I know people, they're going to change their mind in 15 minutes. So I'm going to get it before you have a change of heart. I'm not God. You don't want to believe me. You want to get in that book. You want to get in that book. Now, I'm doing my best to help you, you know, to direct you. But, hey, I'm not incorruptible. This is. This is. I'm building my life on this. I have an incredible heritage, but I'm not building my life on what my daddy said. I'm going to build my life on this. Why? Because the fruit that I want to see, I want to see God fruit. I, I, I want to see the glory of God. I, 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 want, to, I want to have it in my hand. I want to have it in my pocket. I want to have it on my plate. I want to, I want to have it to ride home in. I want to have it to live in. I want in him we move and have our being. In him. In the beginning was the word, and the word was flesh, and the word, you know. Hello? Let's get aggressive in our understanding of God's word. Amen? Will you close your book, bow your head, and let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Are you here today and... Your relationship with God is not real. Do you have relevant relationship with God? You know, we, we have what we call the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed it a hundred times. Maybe you've never prayed it. But you know that your life is not really connected to God. You say, you know what, Pastor Tom, I'm ready not only to let God be relevant in me, but I want to be real with God. 
I recognize my incredible need for the life that he offers through his son, Jesus. Is that you? We're all going to pray a prayer together. And I don't want to do anything to embarrass you. But if you're here today and say, Pastor Tom, that's me. Would you just hold your hand up and say, include me in this prayer? Say, that's me. I, I want God to be relevant in my life. Just hold your hand up so I can see it. We're all going to pray. Thank you, ma'am. Somebody else? Thank you, sir. I, I want God to be relevant in my life. I'm ready. I'm ready to get real with God. I, I, I want an incredible journey. I want the life, the Zoe life, the God life that Jesus made available. That's me. Include me in this prayer. Hold your hand up real quick. Anybody else? You ready? Let's all pray. Say this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I need you. I need your love, your acceptance, and your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me strength. Give me vision. I will live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. I am saved, and I know it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together.